Oprah Winfrey once said, let passion drive your profession. Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy Optometrist, a podcast channel for all things optometry and this is your host Ukti Bora. Today I have two passionate professionals who are going to inspire us by talking about their journey in the space of vision therapy, myopia and much more. Before I get into this conversation, I would like to give a huge shout out to Ivy for supporting this episode. It is their all-in-one app that leverages technology to instantly enhance the skill set of every IK professional. AI's app helps you future-proof your practice with automation and enable you to quickly add specialty like myopia management and vision therapy into your practice. So thank you so much, Ailee, for supporting this episode. And with that, I would like to get started. So our first guest is Marle, who is an optometrist. She is an experienced optometrist with over 10 years of experience. She has a great passion and immense interest in pediatric vision along with bringing forth excellent vision care for the entire family. She believes in a holistic approach when it comes to patient care. She also has experience in fitting specialty contact lenses for irregular corneas and also managing myopia. She was won special award for best clinical skills in 2009 and is also a dyslexia diagnostician and therapist for the Star Griffith Dyslexia Academy. If you haven't heard about this, do check out my previous episode where we talked to Sandra, who also is, you know, who is the founder of this academy, and we talk a little more about dyslexia and more. A very warm welcome, Marlene. We are so happy to have you on this episode. Thank you so much for having me, Ukti. Wonderful. And our next guest, another passionate optometrist. You can see from my voice how excited I am because these two females, I have to say, it's going to be such a fun episode. Talking about Monale, she is an optometrist for over 16 years and she's owning her own practice for more than 11 years. She graduated at the University of Johannesburg in 2006, did her postgraduate diploma in sports vision in 2010, She's currently busy with her ocular therapeutic course and her passion extends to helping kids with learning disabilities as well. She's also a dyslexia specialist. Apart from that, she's a proud mom of two beautiful young kids and a wife of an amazing supporting husband for more than 10 years. She has an amazing story which we'll be covering very soon. But before we dive deep into this episode, a very warm welcome to both of you and thank you so much for being part of the nerdy family. Thanks, Iti. So, Marley, we're going to start with you. And I want to understand, can you tell me a little more about how did the idea of becoming an optometrist, was it a beautiful accident or was it something you always wanted to be? How did your journey start into the field of optometry? Okay, I was diagnosed with a congenital cataract at the age of seven. Um, by an optometrist that changed my life. So sorry, I sometimes get a, bit, a little bit emotional about this. Um, and then um, obviously I had a cataract operation and uh, I am a very amlohopic optometrist. <clears throat> so since I said the age of uh, seven years, I just wanted to be an optometrist and my passion will always be children. And I love kids. And I see a lot of kids in my practice because I want to change the lives of the children, like my life was changed. So all I ever wanted to do was test eyes and change lives for children. 
that's such a beautiful and inspiring story i can't tell you enough like most of us or people have interviewed we've just accidentally came across this profession and then we have fall in love with it but if you have this life touching experience of someone actually changing your life can do wonders and what you're doing for other kids in the future is very very inspiring so we'll dive deep into it a little bit later but before we go that to that I want to understand Marla from your end. Can you tell me your journey? How did you bump into this profession of optometry? Did you also know it from, you know, that you want as a kid you want to be an optometrist or was it a No, mine actually was as you said a beautiful accident, you know, tested my eyes ever so often as a kid and I actually am forced with astigmatism and I always just thought it's a great and an interesting profession and from there on we're studying it and actually just seeing how amazing this opportunity is and it's actually what you make of it and what's your interest and where your passion lies and you can really really change the world of so many people because you can change their sights absolutely and you know it was so it was so uh, relatable when i had another guest who mentioned that you know you could have say back problem or neck problem few people might have it but eye problem or vision problem is something which everyone you say because of presbyopia or cataract you know everyone will have to visit an eye doctor it is such a less profession that you know you'll be touching life of everyone at some point so uh, that's that's really interesting to know one already knew that she wanted to be an optometrist as a kid while you were more like me who had no idea and you just bumped into this profession So Marley I'm going to continue asking you this because you enjoy working with kids and you do have experience working with kids. Tell me a little more about you know the vision therapy or the pediatric care that you provide in your clinic or your practice. Yeah so we do quite a bit of screenings at the schools in the very beginning of the year we are in the fortunate position that most of the schools in our area are included with the registration fee usually it's the children that really needs it that can't afford the eye screening or eye test at school so i know eye screening is not as comprehensive as an eye test but i really try to do a quite comprehensive eye screening so that we can pick it up in time you know i don't want the child to get to the end of the grade just to repeat the grade to find out that they were actually myopic and they just could never see and that caused a learning disability so we do quite a bit of screenings in the very beginning of the year and then throughout the year we feed off referrals from the educational psychologists or the OTs which we work closely with and then from there on obviously a uh, word of mouth which is great and i also think it's a great practice board you know if you really um, impress the child then the mom and the dad comes easily <laughs> absolutely that's a very very good point right like you know just focus on kids and the family will follow because they're coming to your clinic anyway might as well you know add on two other patients into your list but you know i think you highlighted a very interesting point about the fact that you know kids need to get a comprehensive eye exam every year before they start school and that's not really a practice i would say in many countries and you know it's a, it's a challenge and the screening is just basically asking them to read letters like from a distance mm. that's not an eye exam for kids no. the exam needs to be very very comprehensive uh modele tell me how was your experience been like what does your practice with kids involve and you know do you also incorporate vision therapy as part of it 
Yes, just like Mari, I do believe in early detection. So I also go to a lot of schools for school screenings in the beginning of the year. And then at least if we detect a problem, the seed is planted. And then the parents get that advantage of maybe I should test my kids' eyes. I think that's things that people don't always think about that you need to test your kids' eyes and they test their ears in the beginning of the year to make sure that they can see and hear in the classroom. So early detection, I go to schools a lot and then we screen. Again, it's not a comprehensive test, but at least it's a starting point. And then I also work closely with occupational therapists. I work with um, OTs, um, speech therapists, um, and then I get referrals, referrals from them. And then, um, yeah, I love the kids and I do believe in the visual therapy and I love Eileen because I think very few of us do have time in our practice to get the kids in to do the visual therapy with them. But I do believe if the parents do the visual therapy at home and a lot of us do have tablets, so it's very easy and the kids love it because I think they play games on a tablet. Um, so I love Ali's visual therapy that the kids can do in the comfort of their own home and um, they play games while they do it. So it doesn't feel like they come to the quiet tiny and then they need to do a lot of therapy and their eyes strain. So they just love Ali and they love the visual therapy that we do give to them. So Marley, I think you did touch upon a couple of things, but I want to ask you one quick question before we, I dive deep into the other part. Did you always had like vision therapy as an offering? Was that your speciality or was it something that you were not sure, but you added into your practice recently? No, I never really did visual therapy because of you don't have time in your practice. So I can't get everyone in. And then you give the parents a file with uh, loose papers and they lose the papers and they get damaged and they never do the therapy. So it is so easy on a tablet. And um, I really started to do more visual therapy um, since I started to use iLeave for about a year now. Um, so in the past, I really, I never really did a lot of visual therapy, but with Eileen, it's easy, it's compact, and people can do it. It's very user friendly. So that's when I really started to do a lot more visual therapy. And I think both of you all touched upon a very interesting point, which is recently gaining a lot of attention, which is shared care. Right? Initially, we were just thinking of optometrist is an independent profession, but now it's not the it's not the reality. We have to work with occupational therapists, OTs, and uh, like even school teachers in schools to make it more inclusive. And you mentioned, you know, how both of you all work with a referral system. So Marley, can you tell me a little more about, you know, how does that referral system work with you specifically when, you know, you're trying to add these kind of uh, speciality care into your practice? Yeah, sure. So I think an educational psychologist plays a big role. I don't think any child has just to do with ears or just to do with eyes. More than likely, there's a comorbidity if they've got a vision out for. So a lot of the times when we test the children, we do a vision test and we also do a reading efficiency test. And from there onwards, we can find, definitely see if a child has got a phonetic disability or processing a disability. And then we refer them to the audiologist. But the educational psychologists, I always tell the mom and dad, it's like the umbrellas. They look at the child holistically. I give them the information from the eyes and the audiologist gives the information from the ears. And then we can even look at the, the um, fine motor for dysgraphia with the OT. And then the educational psychologists will also, I think, work together with the specialities and guide the patients. 
a lot of times my experience is that the patients feel overwhelmed by the time they reached us. You know, they've been to so many professions that they don't actually know where to start and what's the way forward. Right. So it's great from my side if I can just easily fix their vision, if I can just maybe give glasses or if I can just do some vision therapy and add that on. But sometimes we need to work with another profession to make sure we reach that child's maximum learning potential. So we did talk a lot about like, you know, how vision therapy or helping kids is being part of your practice. But Marley, I wanted to understand from you because, you know, uh, we even Marley did mention briefly that, you know, how Eileen has impacted or technology itself has impacted your practice. I'll start with you of, you know, what was the first, the motivation behind adding technology in your practice? Can you share a little more about that? So I think the move towards, uh, or today is towards technology. If I just look at my own children, you know, anything that has to do with technology or an app or a, a tablet or a cell phone, they really think it's a great treat. So that was the first motivation because you can get a lot done with a child if you give them a tablet in hand. Saying that also the early app when I was first introduced actually blew my mind because of its functionality. It can test, it can help you and aid with the diagnosis, and it can help you with vision therapy. So I think it really simplifies binocular vision as far as possible. So when doing um, the app and when doing the test on the app, it's really comprehensive and it gets everything pulled together when it helps to explain to a parent then when we make a specific diagnosis, not only based on what we find in the ILE app, obviously I do some add some tests, which I still do outside of the ILE app and what I do with the corrupter and so, but to um, explain to the parent actually what we're seeing and what the child is experiencing, that is of a great asset to me. And then of course, the immediate reporting thereafter, which is great. The reporting usually took me quite a bit of time to interpret all of the information and then to give a report that's accurate. So now the ILE app helps me and makes a suggestion and I then add some of my other tests and then we know we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think Maudley also mentioned like, you know, how you both have time crunch in managing so many kids that you want to help. And if things can be automated, why not use technology? And you actually pointed out to a very fun fact that kids are so much spending time on an iPad or with technology that you ask them to do anything with paper or pen, they'll be like, no, give them an iPad, happily sitting and doing things. And the report that's generated immediately, I must say that I think is a practice builder because I then take my 10 or 15 minutes afterwards and I go through every point to the parent and I discuss it. Eileen's got a great feature and they give the child's results based on a graph and the child then can, or the parent can then see how their child's results compare to the norms of their age. I think that's something I don't remember. I don't know about you, Modely, but I don't remember the amplitude norms for each age group as well as divergence norms or whatsoever. And this automatically tabulate this on a graph and it compares it then and the parent can see it in a very user-friendly way where the child is falling short thing and I can send it and email it to them immediately. So that also helps with them then taking it home to dad or mom when both of the parents was not here to discuss it and then also to explain to them why we found the specific diagnosis and then why we prescribed what we did. 
Right. I think I think you've touched on multiple very interesting points. One, the fact that you know it gives you immediate reporting. Usually, if you look at traditional vision therapy or like even say vision uh, binocular vision testing, right? We do all the testing, but it's very very subjective. Like we know what it is, but it's hard to describe it to the parents and sometimes the treatment and the therapy itself will be like six months long and then you might be saying that hey you know the kid read two lines better or two words better they don't they're not able to understand like hey my my kid was with you every other week and all they did was like add two more extra words and then when you are constantly able to involve them in the process and the progress progression of the child's treatment it makes them even more responsible and more involved modally what was your experience do you have any such you know user experience or cases that you would like to share with kids because you mentioned you know how initially you didn't have time to incorporate this but now with ily you are able to offer that to the kid how has it been in your practice or in your experience ily is very user friendly and i'm like obviously not binocular so binocular vision never made sense to me so then to explain to per firstly explain to the kids what to do during the binocular test and i can't do it to understand what the child should see or doesn't need to see and then with the ily app everything is so easy because everything is built in and i know the child is seeing what they are supposed to see otherwise the app will not work and then if you give reporting again reporting is very user friendly it's like easy to explain to the parents if you tell your your the parents no your child's attitude of accommodation is not right then i'm like what and then when you show them on the graph and you show the diagrams it's so so easy to explain to the parents and then it's also easy to explain the visual therapy like i'm saying it's difficult for me because i can't like tell parents like you need to see across there or there and this is what the child to see because i don't know what the child is actually really seeing but with the visual therapy it's so easy and then um i give like i've got extra things that i send to the parents that i got from ilsa to explain exactly what the parent but the child should see how they should see it and why they should see it so with every visual therapy program i do send that um and then the parents also understand what the child should see and it is difficult and it gets better and it's get it's getting easier so it's very very easy the app is easy it's user friendly for the optometrist is user friendly for the parent and it's very user friendly for the child as well so it's really amazing the technology behind the app is just so 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 amazing and i cannot really imagine my practice without eileen <laughs> that's so wonderful but you know what when we talk about technology say i am i have been in i care and technology tech space for quite some time now both of you are also heavily in, involved in eye care and technology with ily but i know there are many doctors out there who do have hesitations who are not yet comfortable they do fear adding technology into the practice they they feel it's not ready they are not ready the patient is not ready you know there are so many questions surrounding technology do you feel that did, did you experience any roadblocks while incorporating this technology initially my hesitation before incorporating technology into your practice 
Not at all. I actually think if you don't keep up with technology, you're going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. And this Aini app updates ever so often, sometimes to my frustration because I am always behind with the updates. But Ilza and them is working so hard behind the scenes and incorporating the newest and the latest research and so. So I enjoy it tremendously. And I really think if you want to deal with the younger generation, um, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Right. Absolutely. That's such a that's such a reality check for all of us that, hey, you know what? People are out there. They know technology. They are ready. Like a two-year-old and a three-year-old knows how to use an iPad much yeah. better than all of us. <laughs> yeah, and it captivates them, right? You know, attention span of a two- or three-year-old is just so long. And I think it also, to me, makes um, binocular testing easier the early app has got a fantastic feature where you can even test reserves on a four or five year old and they only need to count until seven and then we can physically see whether their base in or their base out reserves are reduced and that plays a big role when i decide what to prescribe when i describe when i decide when i want to add a prism or so and that's easily easy to explain, even on the older children, before I started using the early app, to do a fusional reserve test, you know, they need to understand, blur, break, recover. And that's right. so subjective as well. And I need to remember the norms. So um, this makes it easy. Uh, with yeah. one or two easy steps, they can very easily tell us whether they have the ability to fuse those images or not. And then that helps us with the diagnostic of the rest. Absolutely. Molly, did you have any any reservations before investing in technology? Did you, or were you like ready to go? What was your initial uh, thought with, you know, incorporating any technology in, in your practice? I'm not a very technological optometrist. I'm a little bit old school still. Um, to the frustration of my husband. But anyway, Ali was so user-friendly and I really never struggled. So first when I heard on an app, I'm like, Mm, app, iPad, I don't even have that. And then I purchased my iPad to get Eile and it is really so, so, so user-friendly. Um, I never struggled. The app is like, it's, it's really easy to use. And even if you don't have technology in your practice, an iPad with Eile is worth it. It's much better. Like, you know, in the past when I tested a child, it looked like a playground in my consultation room with all the tests lying around and lenses and scratches because then it's this glasses and this glasses. But with the Eile app, it's so easy. Tablet, two things, and I've got it. Mm -hmm. that, that's good to know, especially for, for any optometrist who feel, you know, they are not technologically that advanced or they might struggle. Your personal experience of saying that, hey, I was the same as you all are. Trust me, if I can learn, you can do it too. So I really like that confidence that you're sharing to other optometrists who might still feel, am I ready or is it a right time for us to invest in this kind of technology? And both of you highlighted different but very important point that we better start incorporating today technology or we'll be really left behind. Now talking about, you know, we did talk about Eile and vision therapy, but I also know Eile is working on different aspects like myopia as well. Do any one of you use Eile's app for myopia management or screening? Do you have any experience on that side of it? 
Yeah, so uh, we actually do myopia management in our practice, either with um, orthokai lenses, which is not as affordable always, mm -hmm. or with the new DIMS technology. And I actually just loaded down a report over this weekend for a child, and I could show the mom, this is the different options, and this is the myopia reduction that we are hoping in getting, which is great. And that's all based on the child's prescription with the ILE app and the myopia calculator. So that is easy for me to explain to them then, this is the different options and this is the kind of myopia control that we are getting and that we are aiming for. That's good to know. Modley, did are you using the myopia management side of the application as well, or is it just mainly for vision therapies? What do you use? I do a little bit of myopia management as well. And it's easy to explain to the parents, I do the DIMS technology lenses, but the lenses are quite expensive. And if you can explain to the parents on the chart, so it's available, that this is how we can help your child. They do understand that it's worth it to invest in those lenses to try and help your child. So yes, it is working very nice for myopia management as well. So I'm, I'm happy to highlight this again, that you know, when you're incorporating technology, we are always trying to see what, what you can achieve with like say one technology that offers multiple options, right? Multiple speciality into your practice. And based on both your experiences, one app is actually using for two very major specialities, which can be uh, so useful for helping patients in different, different respective vision therapy, as well as myopia, which is really one of like the major areas of, you know, concerns that we have with myopia increasing at an alarming rate. I feel that's another reason for everybody to, you know, invest in technology that ILE has to offer. Now, I think we did talk a lot about the practice, eye care, myopia management, vision therapy, but I would now want to go away from optometry and know a little bit more about both of you. So we're going to go into our fun segment, nothing to do with optometry, it's just about both of you. And we're going to play this simple game, it's called This or That. I'll give you options. You have to choose your preference or what do you like more out of the two options. It's a very simple game. Are you both ready for it? Yes. Okay, perfect. So we'll go, uh, I'll ask Maudley first. I mean, I'll say a question. Maudley, you can go first. Marley will go second. Okay, so that way, you know, we'll go in that, in that circle. All right, uh, with that, uh, let's get ready for a fun segment, this or that. So Marley, are you a dog or a cat person? Dog. <laughs> What about you? Cat. Cat. Oh, okay. Like I, I like I like different responses. Okay. Modley with you. Is it uh what do you prefer? A phone call or a text? A phone call. Mm -hmm. What about phone call as well? I absolutely despise WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Modley, what do you prefer? Glasses or contact lenses? Definitely glasses. <laughs> I'm for contact lenses. <laughs> oh, we have, we have, we have very different people doing amazing things together. Awesome. Wally, what about you? Do you prefer online shopping or shopping in a store? Online, definitely. <laughs> I'm shopping in store all the way. I want to feel it. <laughs> awesome. Wally, what do you like? A cake or an ice cream? What's your preference? Ice cream. Mm -hmm. Both. Both okay. Well, like I'm not using <laughs> it. I just need it all. <laughs> all right. Uh, Morley, for you, oceans or mountains? Oceans, definitely. 
I'm with you on that one, Modeli. Definitely actions. <laughs> Wonderful. Modeli, a uh, horror movie or comedy? Comedy, definitely. <laughs> I'm also with you there. Comedy all the way. <laughs> comedy all the way. Okay. What's an important uh, factor that you need in your partner? Intelligence or funny? I think a bit of both you do no you have to choose you already have a partner you can't change it but what would you prefer <laughs> <laughs> very good answer well if my partner if my partner is not intelligent he will laugh at all my funny jokes so let's just funny <laughs> <laughs> but if he's not intelligent he's also going to make silly jokes that you have to look at laugh at <laughs> <laughs> and he might laugh because the grass is green <laughs> <laughs> I really like how you both are like you know twisting this question to suit your your preferences. Okay. I'll I'll go with both or maybe intelligent for you. Yeah, that's a difficult. That's a trick question. It is. It is. Come on, it's not Marley. What's for you? Intelligent or funny? Yeah, I would rather say intelligence. Yeah. Intelligence. Okay. All right. Okay. Marley, for you again, movies or reading? What do you like to do during your downtime? I love reading. I sleep with movies. So I love reading. Okay. How about yeah. you? movies? Movie. I read enough during the diet practice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one for this game. What do you prefer, amusement park or day at the beach? A day at the beach for modeling. Okay. Day at the beach for me as well. All oh. right. So. <laughs> All right. You don't treat me by taking me on a, some kind of roller coaster ride. Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm a roller coaster person. I love sitting on all right. You are so brave. <laughs> all right, with that we are uh, we did end our game segment. Both of you did fantastic and we definitely learned a lot more about both of you as a person. I definitely know what to get each one of you cakes or ice creams or both. So this is a good <laughs> thing for me, you know, whenever we visit. But before we end this episode, I would like each one of you to share a final takeaway message for all my listeners. Modeli, I'll go with you first. Can you tell me one takeaway message for all the listeners, you know, who are trying to get inspired by your journey and for all that you have shared in this episode? Binocular vision is not that difficult and <laughs> it can really be done in everyone's practices. So binocular vision and visual therapy can really change lives. So if you use it correctly um, with easy resources, we can all do that. It's not that difficult and it's for everyone, not only for the few selected. I love that thing because I have to say this as an optometry student, I was scared and I think I'm still scared of practicing binocular vision or vision therapy but I you make it sound super easy with Eileen so I think it's worth checking for you know whoever is scared like me as an optometrist <laughs> Mali, what is your final takeaway message for all my listeners I think Ali is an absolute must in any practice that wants to vote on their pediatric and binocular practice it's easy, it's user-friendly, and it's affordable. And you don't have to buy all of the different binoc testing. You have everything all in the app. And so it makes it very easy and it's streamlined. I can't imagine my life without the Ali app. Wonderful. I think you both have been a true inspiration. Your journey has definitely been, uh, is amazing for all of us to learn and see how, you know, optometrists can do so much with adding technology into their practice. 
for all my listeners i'll be adding information about ili in the description so do check out their website i'll be also adding the linkedin description or the email of both the guests if you want to reach out and ask them any questions you all can follow me on all social media platforms do make sure that you know you leave a review if you enjoyed this or any of my episodes you can also support nerdy optometrist by buying me a coffee through my website so do do reach out to any one of us if you want to have more questions or you know if we can help you with anything regards to eye care and technology thank you both of you once again for your time it has been a pleasure and i enjoyed thoroughly talking to both of you and again welcome to the nerdy family thank you so much thank you for everything